Support for this podcast comes from CLR Clear. Fight back against annoying household messes with CLR Clear. CLR Clear is tough on dirt and grime all around your home, and we're not just talking about calcium, lime, and rust. They have an entire lineup of cleaning products for your kitchen, bathroom, garage, and more. Visit clrbrands.com to learn more. CLR Clear, fight the clean fight. Eileen Fisher designs simple clothes to make your life easier. Timeless pieces in high-quality materials that are responsibly sourced for less impact on the environment and more positive impact in the world. Visit EileenFisher.com and use offer code GIRLFRIEND to receive $25 off your $100 purchase. That's EileenFisher.com, offer code GIRLFRIEND for $25 off. Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend. A podcast for long-distance besties everywhere and in San Francisco, California. I'm Amina Tussauds. And I'm Ann Friedman. On tonight's agenda, how the Trump administration is trying to erase trans people again. Yeah. Some hot investment advice. Ballot initiative talk. And last but definitely not least, a conversation with activist and Black Lives Matter co-founder Alicia Garza. We on can't a, see you, but we feel I you. I know. On a Sunday, uh, <laughs> on a Sunday night, I, I would never. I know. Uh, Shocking. <laughs> We're also gonna have some wine. It's our first show. I'm a little nervous. A little glass of wine helps. Can you drink wine with beta blockers? You think? <laughs> <laughs> Guess we're about to find out. <laughs> Drop in, y'all. Uh, I mean, I was going to say, how you doing, boo-boo, but now I know. Listen, I am doing great. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about the news? Sure. Let's, let's do it. I don't, are you ready to talk about the news part? Listen, I think it's Sunday night. Like, I don't even know. What. I know. You know, this is like, Sunday morning is usually like, you know, it's, it's the one paper I read as a Sunday morning paper, and today it was all trash fire. So... You, today, as in it was a special day. Oh yeah, no. Was today, today was like today was especially bananas. So let me let me let me hit you with some some things that I've been reading about. Um, reading it saves lives. So, the Trump administration, Trump, him who presidents here, he <laughs> allegedly so his administration in HHS is basically circulating a memo that says that sex is an immutable biological trait and it proposes definitions that would basically eradicate federal protections for trans people by saying that they don't exist. So even like an eighth grader knows that like genitals is not the same thing as gender, but you know, like the, the people in the White House like don't know this. And it is, it's the most evil way to use policy and to gaslight people who basically like fight for basic recognition of their humanity every day. And Barack Obama barely gave us that, you know, like the bare minimum that you could have. And people are literally being written out of policy. They're irate about the bare minimum. Yeah, you know, and, and this like, this made me really, I had to like put the paper down. I was so upset. I just, it's, it's really annoying because I, you know, like we don't live in Trump's America. Trump lives in our America. <laughs> and... 
it really, it makes me really furious when I think about a lot of the protests that's been going on in the last two years and how whenever, um, you know, like trans people and are gender non-conforming and non-binary siblings rights are, um, are under fire, the left never mobilizes for them. We're always like, okay, we won't let trans people be soldiers. Fine, that doesn't affect me. They, like, all of these things have been creeping up for a long time. And now we've reached crisis level. And it is a huge shame that we have organized for a lot of things. And this one we always let slip by. Also, I mean, this is at a level of definition, which means not just uh, policy and money, but also just like legal protection. I mean, that's the mm -hmm. thing that I, obviously words are one of the most important things in my life. Um, and I'm just so angry also at this idea that they think they get to define gender. I'm like, anyway, it is, it is really um, 1.4 million Americans who um, have chosen to recognize themselves as a gender other than the one they were assigned at birth, who are gonna lose as a, as a result of this. And also it's just like, they're not talking to them. Like that's the, that's the thing about this too, like the idea of repercussions. There, yeah. is no, there are no level of personal, um, personal repercussions for anyone who is in that room writing policy. Right, and it's also like really evil when you think about, because basically what the memo boils down to is that they wanna make uh, like a database of like genitals. Mm. I was like, first of all, we can't even trust you people with our phone numbers. Like we are not trusting you with anything else. And you know, like it just, it, it's so evil and it's so cruel. And when I think about, you know, all the people that said two years ago, mm, like this lady will be the same as this guy. It's like, well, you know, that's, that's not true. And now there are like real consequences. And it just like I just keep going back to the fact that you know there are there are people in this country who refuse to understand that trans men are men, trans women are women, our non-binary and gender non-conforming siblings are worthy of love. They're a gift to this world, and nothing can take that away. So that's what's making me mad today. Yeah, I mean. And it's also one of those things where mad is the right word, but I, I feel like the full cycle of, you know, grief, anger, mm -hmm. despair. I mean, it, in one, in the, in the span it takes to read one article, like sentence to sentence. I know, you love words. <laughs> I'm not saying it's about me and my love of words, but I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, it, it is like, I'm, I'm just agreeing with you that it's, it is super, Agreed. it is super upsetting. So, um, I, I read, I read a thing on the internet that did not make me mad today, so I'm gonna talk about that. <laughs> um, and uh, it was a link that someone shared on Twitter, actually a few different people, I saw it circulating, um, and it came from Reddit, a space I don't hang out in. Um, so who knows, maybe this is a thing that is often discussed in that space. And, and our relationships is so good. I know like, you, you love our relationships. Invest. You should invest. I know, Okay. different segment. <laughs> um, but, okay, so it was on this thread about inv investing tips, and someone was like, what's the best investing tip that you ever got or gave? And someone was like, listen, for the biggest returns you could possibly imagine, invest in things that basic white girls love. <laughs> and then someone else, uh, like, I mean, we can, we can interrogate the word basic. Let's do it as part of this. But I'm gonna show you the list that, that they came up with. <laughs> um, 
And this is my 401k come to life. I feel... <laughs> so we're going to critique the idea that this is the white girl index. I, and, and yeah, then, I yeah. love white girls. <laughs> I mean... Also, the way that this was defined was or described was as uh, companies with customers uh, who have money and who set cultural trends. And I'm like, I don't know at what point the investments would have had to be made in some of these companies for them to be like a cultural trendsetter, but I don't know that like investing in these companies today is really like shocking, uh, shocking anyone. I, um, I will say that uh, it made me think about whether like there is an activist benefit to making money off of the consumer choices of a group, like let's just agree with the premise, a group of um, financially stable, uh, basic, which I think is generally like taken to mean like a cis, maybe femme presenting white woman, um, or whether we should be like putting our money into companies that are maybe serving like other populations. Listen, I'm about to buy some Target stock, so. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, the thing that this makes me think about all the time is how people are always so skeptical about, you know, like, we talk about this all the time. That anytime, like, women care about anything, no matter what age you are, people become skeptical of it. Sure. No and, one is, like, invest there. Right. Everyone's, and like, run. And the thing is that, like, you know, like, I've worked in tech. If you work in tech, you know that, like, if 13-year-old girls are using your product, you're about to get rich. Like, everybody <laughs> knows... That's the, you know, like, that's the market that you want. Those are the people who, like, set trends. They tell the people at school or, or whatever. But the thing or is, whatever. like, <laughs> or whatever. But, you I know, like, the idea of tracing a trend of, like, to 13-year-old girls always. chatting at school. I know. <laughs> always. But, you know, it's, I, um, like, I can understand how people will, like, make fun of something like this in Reddit. But the truth is that, you know, this looks pretty looks pretty leveraged, you know? I'm like, <laughs> like you, you, can do, you can do worse than buying some Lululemon and some Nike and Starbucks, you Lululemon. know? Like, Lululemon. Lululemon, they're doing great. <laughs> so, I don't know, shout out to all the white girls, thank you. It's true, if anyone is looking to kind of like make some shifts in their portfolio or like get a portfolio, it's like interesting. <laughs> um, uh, some ideas for you. Okay. Um, yeah. How, how many people in this room would say that, like, you know, like, about your local politics? Like, just make some noise. We're not going to quiz you. We're just, like, gonna, how do you feel? We're not going to quiz you. That's, like, not enough of you, but we're going to move on from that. And we're going to, next time when we come, it's, like, the whole room will erupt. But so <laughs> I have been following very closely um, the Prop C measure that is on the ballot here. You don't even live in the state. Listen, but I live on Twitter, so, <laughs> so I care. But, you know, the, so for those of you who don't know, Prop C, if you vote yes on, uh, on Proposition C, you're basically authorizing the city and the county of San Francisco to fund housing and homelessness services by taxing certain businesses. Businesses that make more than $50 million a year. Like, eat the rich. Like, you are making $50 million a year. You should give us everything you're making over, like, I don't know, a couple thousand. But so, <laughs> I've been following this and I've been really confused about what the kind of the, the agita about it is because now, like, tech founders are fighting over it or really it's just, like, Mark Benioff, the one that lives in the tower versus, like, the rest of them. But also and it's not clear, like, like what the... Everyone's, like, not really being right. clear about what they think about Nobody it. is, like, being clear about what's going on. So on one side, you have the people who are like, yes, tax the immoral, 
tech companies who are making billions of dollars and stealing money from the city of San Francisco and driving the rent up and just bad people in general. Take, like, take a little bit of their money so we can fix homelessness. The eat the rich camp. Right. And then on the other side, which I'm like very confounded by, like includes tech people, but also the mayor and some state senators are all like, well, the problem is that this proposition doesn't have enough safeguards so that the money's going to be spent effectively. I was like, so you're telling me that you're not taking money because you don't know how you're going to spend that money? <laughs> that, that seems a little shady to me personally, as, you know, as a studier of shady things. So... Professor of shady knowledge. I generally like, I generally like y'all's mayor. She looks cool. She, her name is bomb. She, you know, like women and government, hell yeah. But like this particular thing is, like it's a policy that personally, like I can't abide by the fact that um, when you think about the tax cuts that tech, com tech companies get in this town are actually like really awful. In 2012, San Francisco switched the tax code, adjusted the tax code um, from a payroll tax to a gross receipts tax, which basically means that companies that um, spend a lot of money to recruit people, AKA tech companies, mm -hmm. um, man, I love those dinners. But <laughs> like basically like they, it's like a scam where they get to like save a lot of their money. And you have like scams around like where the shuttles go and they get all of these subsidies. Tech companies don't need subsidies. They're literal billionaires. They like print money in the basements of those places. So, you know, and, and the homelessness crisis in California honestly is like very shameful and very immoral and wrong. And the fact that like there are people who are getting so rich with money that they're not gonna take with them when they go to Mars or die or whatever. New Zealand, yeah. Or like New Zealand refuse to give it to other people. That is like, it doesn't sit right with me, but it also doesn't sit right with me when I can't trust the you know, local government people are not in the pockets of those people, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that they make policies based on like, you know, like what dummies who like drive Teslas think like that. That's not cool. That's not cool with me. So I would say like, make up your own mind about propsy for sure. <laughs> I don't, don't do, here, I don't do like, electioneering. <laughs> this is not my problem. Like, you know, I live on the East Coast where we have other kinds of real problems. But I would say, like, do your research around that and also, like, put pressure on your local electeds to not be in the pockets of these people because they, they don't, like, San Francisco doesn't fucking need them. Oh my God, we're going to get arrested. I mean... I'm like, so on edge. London like, Breed is not coming on the show anymore. <laughs> like, that is true. London Breed, call us. Yeah, right? Give us a call. Come on call the show. Your, call your girlfriend. Talk about snacks. No big deal. Um, all right. You ready to move on? Yeah, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not from these very trenchant issues, but, you know, tonight in this moment. Every generation has its challenges. Some would say that's the reason for its progress. It might start with a small act of kindness or a big idea that changes everything. It can come from the tiniest voice or the voice of a generation. 
or it could come from me. I mean, not to. I am one of six change-making women featured in Eileen Fisher's Good Goes On campaign this spring. The campaign highlights women empowering women, the importance of sustainability, and the power of good design. Eileen started in 1984 with the idea that simple clothes can make life easier. And after spending a day on set wearing a super comfortable ultra-chic jumpsuit, I think she's really on to something. As a company, Eileen Fisher believes doing well by doing good, and that's reflected in the way their clothes are made. Timeless styles and quality materials that are responsibly sourced for less impact on the environment and a more positive impact on the world. It was a real honor to be featured in this campaign and meet the other women making a difference in their community. I've been a longtime Eileen Fisher fan, so this was a dream come true for me. You can visit EileenFisher.com and use the offer code GIRLFRIEND to receive $25 off of your $100 purchase. That's EileenFisher.com, offer code GIRLFRIEND for $25 off. Okay, I'm very excited about our next segment. We are going to interview Alicia Garza. Um, We're really just thrilled to like share space with her. Like, just, let's be honest. Just wait till you see her outfit. Amazing. But first, I'm going to read her bio. <laughs> uh, Alicia Garza is a civil rights activist from Oakland, California. In 2013, she co-founded the Black Lives Matter movement. You might have heard of it. <laughs> she works in strategy and partnerships at the National Domestic Workers Alliance, and she leads the Black Futures Lab, which engages black voters year-round and uses political strength to stop corporate influences from creeping into progressive policies. Mm -hmm. It combines technology and traditional organizing methods to reach black people anywhere and everywhere. Her pronoun preferences are she, her, hers, diva. Mm. <laughs> Um, let's welcome her to the stage with us. <laughs> Do you want some wine? Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. Wow, you really are a rock star around here, huh? <laughs> the hometown squad, you know what I mean? Love it. <laughs> I want to ask you about the, and this is probably unfair because I don't think people, this is a kind of set it and forget it thing, but the backdrop banner image on your Twitter account says, exist on your own terms. Oh my gosh, yes. And I, I just want to know, okay, first of all, how do you do that every day? Is that like a, like a wake up and you're like, how am I going to exist on my own terms today? I think I've just kind of always been like that, <laughs> to be honest. You're like, it's natural. Yeah, like... With everything, fashion, uh, my bad humor, <laughs> my love of reality shows. Like, I just feel like you just got to do your own thing. I mean, if you're trying to be somebody else, you're not having that much fun, are you? <laughs> I like that everybody's looking at me. We <laughs> <laughs> um, don't think you're trying to be somebody else. No. Sometimes. Um. <laughs> You, you know, like, you have a job that I think is, like, one of the hardest things in the world in the sense that you have to draw new activists almost every day to fight for justice. That sounds exhausting to me. Uh, 
You also can't compromise on your core values and you can't water down the message. How do you do that? Uh, not always well. But no way, I don't believe it. No, it's true. It. It's true because, um, little secret, I am actually very much an introvert. Mm -hmm. I'm an extroverted introvert is what I say. Mm -hmm. So that whole like um, drawing people in thing is great when we have a connection, but you also have to do it with people you don't have a connection to. And that can be challenging. Are you saying we don't have a connection? No, we totally <laughs> have a connection. <laughs> but I will say this. I think for me personally, it's actually the best work. I feel really blessed to be able to do it. So being able to inspire people to take action and not just be super bummed out about what's happening or um, kind of be observers and like talk a bunch of crap about what other people are doing it's pretty much what gets me up in the morning and what I feel accomplished about when I go to sleep at night. So as long as I can do that with folks who are down, I'm with it. And then as long as I can like get the trolls out of the way, it's even better. <laughs> I think that this is something that we struggle with a lot where we want to make we want to make a show that feels like it is accessible to people who are in a lot of places in talking and thinking about social justice and interlocking oppressions and things like that. Um, but we also don't want to feel like we are um, always starting from zero or, or maybe um, even insulting people who have been there since birth, for example. Um, and I'm curious about that aspect of this, not so much like, you know, the job and the day-to-day, -day, but like almost like philosophically, how do you, do you have any advice for us is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, well, here's my best advice, which is that everybody has started from somewhere at some point. And so having a lot of compassion for that, I think is really important. Mm. And especially in this political context where I think, um, you know, being woke and I he just really hate saying that because it just doesn't mean anything. It's like, what does that mean? <laughs> but being relatively conscious about what's going on around you um, is super important. And for a lot of people right now in this context, politics is super confusing. And if you're not doing it every single day and not you know, thinking about it and totally immersed in it, it's easy to kind of feel stupid in this context. And that makes people not want to do stuff. Um, I hear a lot of people say, like, I just turn it off. I can't understand what's going on, so I just move on. I'd rather, you know, dive into my fantasy world, which I totally get. But we also need every hand on deck right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it's really a process of, like, how do you have compassion for where people are while also trying to move them to the next step and mm -hmm. realize we can't do this without you. It can't be like, oh, you're my activist friend. Right? It's got to be like, <laughs> I want to get active too, and I'm going to look to you as a resource to figure out how to do that. I love that. Um, <laughs> you know, like one of the things that we talk about a lot, and I think that I am particularly struggling with in this moment is, um, you know, like the house is on fire everywhere. It's just every day we're playing, America. yeah, America, we're playing whack a mole with like everything, right? And so, you know, and I consider myself a fairly conscious person, and but I'm still like learning a lot of things, and I think I'm learning a lot about my own. Um, the, the I'm learning more about the issues that I have not mobilized about in the past, and but I also know that 
like there are days where I just feel like I don't have the capacity. And so I was wondering like how, like what is your calc, what is the calculus that you make when you decide how you're going to spend your time and how you're going to spend your resources? Okay, this is a good one. You have a spreadsheet or something? I don't have a spreadsheet, <laughs> but I've thought about it. <laughs> to like be quite 5%, honest. 5%, Black Lives yeah. Matter, 10%. <laughs> no, it's like I... Um, I realized that I want to put my energy towards the things that make me passionate, mm-hmm. and I don't have to do everything. That's the whole point of building a movement, is like you get a lot of people to do a lot of things that they feel really passionate about, and hopefully we're all moving towards the same goal. And if we're not, then we have to tinker with it. But I have had to learn, you can't do everything. And so there's things that I want to learn more about that I feel like, Taking the time to learn it is actually doing a thing. There's also things that I'm super passionate about and I can't go to sleep at night unless I've done something. And those are that's what I spend like 85% of my energy doing. Then I like weed out some of the kind of incoming requests that I get for people who there's something very important to them, but it's not necessarily important to me. And by that, I don't mean, like, your human rights or, like, your dignity. (laughs) That would be cold. Yeah, that would be cold-blooded and wrong. Um, But by that, I mean, like, a project that you're thinking about starting that you want to pick my brain about for 15 minutes that actually Mm. ends up being two hours. And then at the end of it, it wasn't really an exchange. Like, there was just an extraction that happened. Mm -hmm. And I can't do that anymore. I have finite time on this earth, so I've gotten really good at being, like, I hear your request, I appreciate it, and let me move it right on over to this side. Yeah, I have a filter for pick my brain. Yeah. Trash. Yes, exactly. Trash. Exactly. (laughs) Junk. Or sorry, pick your brain, yeah. Spam. Yeah, like, oh, oh, you didn't intend this to come to me, a real human, yeah. Um, (laughs) I need a hell not folder. Right. (laughs) Yeah, get your Gmail set up, yeah. so I'm curious, I'm curious about when you say, you know, that kind of like 85% that you're like, this, this is my core. Um, did you have a moment where you were like actually very explicit? I've heard some people advise like, okay, like I'm going to like write down these are the issues where I'm really going to put my time and effort. And, um, or is that something that's just kind of been baked in or intuitive? Well, I've had to think about it a lot because I, there's a lot of incoming And what I know is that what I'm passionate about is making black people powerful in every aspect of our lives. That's what I care about. That's what, like, just gets me all warm and fuzzy inside. And so why not just live in that? Mm -hmm. That's what I do. And then other things I'm passionate about are movement building and sticking it to Donald Trump and, (laughs) you know given shade where it's got to be given you know there's things that like you got to replenish right but um 85 percent of my time is spent figuring out how we make black people powerful in all aspects of our lives Mm. oh man i have a real question but now i want to ask you who who are we shading (laughs) (laughs) you want my list because i have a list see i i was taught a trick because i you know I could pop off sometimes. So instead of popping off, because, you know, now on social media, it's like it lives forever. So instead of popping off, the first thing I do is I put it in my notes section in my phone. Wow. And like, I'll write whole long things, you know, like things that I'm like, I'm not quite ready to put this out yet, but try me. You know? (laughs) It's 
ready and waiting. Yeah. yeah. And then if you try me, boom. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like missive scent. But if you, you know, if you know your lane, you know what I mean? Then it'll just stay in the notes section. But ready for me to come back to you at any point in time. So I have a list of shade too. So well, just let me know when you're ready to shade, we can shade. You know what I mean? Stay ready, you won't have to get ready. Um, <laughs> Earlier, <laughs> I'm just mentally thinking of my own list right now. Oh, isn't that what everyone is doing? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so is it like first warning, they get the notes up? Second, second time they test you? Gunshot. Gunshot. <laughs> yeah. Like I often say like block hand strong, you know? Mm-hmm. But before I block, like I'm going to go in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm just going. Mm. I think about that, but then I'm like, they're not going to see it. They'll see it. They'll see it? Okay. They'll see it. They will definitely see it. Okay. Trust. Okay. <laughs> see, this is why I like the mute. No, mute is too gentle. Oh, see, I think mute is good. Like, they're still sending it into the void and you take up more yeah, of their time, but it doesn't reach the pain. Yeah, they you don't know? feel like, it. I don't think there's a pain When you mute somebody, you're the only one that knows. It's I want true. them to know. It's true. You want this them is, to know they've been canceled. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You canceled yourself. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Different you psychology of shade. Yeah. Mute is too, you know, like. It's too gentle. Yeah. And it's kind of passive aggressive. You know what I mean? People. I just like block to be is aggressive. for real people. Just, also, don't you think once you block them, the hate spills elsewhere? Like the mute. Yeah, that's I'm not like, my problem. It into the that's void. not my problem. I don't know. But if you had to get blocked, you know what I mean? You did something to get blocked. <laughs> it wasn't like arbitrary. You know what I, I know, mean? But like, so if you get it from somewhere else. But who's the like most who's the most famous person that's blocked you? Ooh, good question. Okay. Well, I'll ask know. you my real question. Now, <laughs> back to activism. Um, Wait, who's the most famous person who's blocked you? Listen, a lot of brands have blocked me. <laughs> Listen, who's the one who does the the eraser with the bald head? You know that that brand? The I Mr. Have... Magic Eraser, that guy? Mr. Clean? Blocks. <laughs> I don't even know why. Like, I, one day I clicked on it and I was like, you were blocked from seeing... I was like, this is wild. I'm impressed. Um, <laughs> so impressed. That deserves Listen. an applause. Listen, I was like, maybe I did something. Um, well, there's also something so poetic about, like, shade and the magic eraser. I haven't quite worked it out. There's something in there. Yeah, there's, there's something, something in, in there. It's crazy. Um, and then some people from Love and Hip Hop, but I deserve that. Um... <laughs> Okay, so earlier... <laughs> please don't let Cardi B ever block me. Please, never. Please. never. She would never do that I to you. Her. So she would much. never. I love her. Mm, love mm. her. So earlier... Yeah. I am such a mess. Earlier, you talked about, you know, not wanting to be discouraged. And it, everything is discouraging all the time. But, you know, I feel that sometimes, like, as black people, we're just like, oh, we've been used to it for a long time. So it's a... You know, like some of our less flavored friends are getting discouraged for the first time, and we're watching them go through totally. the motions. We're like, you're yeah. having a hard time right now. You yeah, okay? Yeah, you're like, you're like the government used to do things for you. Weird. Um, so, you know, like now it's it's almost like we're all equal in the despair. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, but truly, like, are there how like when it gets like really bleak and you're like, you know, and people. Like, you are the head of a movement that people truly, like, some people truly despise with all of their being. And, you know, there's so much state violence against black bodies. Like, what, 
How do you deal with that like deep despair and discouragement? Um, well, sometimes not well. Like, I think it's important to say that. So um, we started an organization in 2013 that we did not intend to start and it blew up. And that brought a whole bunch of things along with it, including being called terrorists, you know, being in airports and seeing your face on Fox News and having them kind of talk about domestic terrorists. That's scary and not fun. Um, and sometimes I don't deal with it well because there's no dealing with garbage well. It's like you just kind of figure out how deep in the hole you're going to go. And for me, I know that there's a well that's pretty deep. And so I try to stay on the surface if I can. But I also will drink a lot of wine if it's going really bad, you know, and just try again the next day. Um, but I am scared about what's happening in this country, I'll be honest with you. It's not always easy to be optimistic. But I do get optimistic when 500 domestic workers do the biggest canvas in the state of Georgia to make history, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that's amazing. And they're black domestic workers who speak eight different languages because they're from eight different countries and people don't think about black folks that way, so that's really exciting. And in Georgia, even more exciting. Um, I get excited by people like Andrew Gillum who killed it tonight in that mm -hmm. debate. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Um, I get excited about, like, when I see the seeds of what's possible and I just want to like keep fanning those flames. That's what keeps me out of the depths of it. But I guess sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta feel it and know that the sun is gonna rise tomorrow. Who are the people in your life who, when you're trying to stay on the surface, um, like we've been playing these voicemails between best friends. Um, I, I feel like, you know, community is a really important part of that equation. I wonder if you want to shout out any people in your life. And you don't have to name them, but maybe tell a little story about someone who has been there for you. Okay, I have four people I came prepped. Oh my God, yes! <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe five. Um, so one is my mom, who recently passed away. And it's okay, y'all. Um... She is someone who um, was so cool because she, like, was not about any fancy stuff. So I'd be like, Mom, I met so-and-so. And she'd be like, great, baby, who's that? Right? <laughs> like, shout out to moms. <laughs> Way to keep your head on straight. Um, I'm going to shout out my partner, Malachi, who's pretty awesome and deals with all of my, like, moods and my, like, I can't deal with this, you know, and is always just, like, super excellent. Um, I'm going to shout out my bestie, Obs. Um, 20 years we've been best friends since wow. we met in geometry class <laughs> that we were both failing miserably. <laughs> it might have had to do with the fact that it was after lunch and we would always smoke weed at lunch, but that's a whole other conversation. Built to last. So she is Hawaiian, Japanese, Chinese, and I am black American. And we would just bond over food because we had a hippie-ass teacher who was like, I don't care, you sit in circles and you can eat food. And we were like, great, we're super high. <laughs> I brought fried chicken for my mom and you brought Kahlua pig. This is dope. 
<laughs> and we had a homie who worked in the cafeteria, so he would bring the French fries, and that was excellent. Um, and I'm going to shout out two more people, so maybe my list was six, I can't remember now. Um, I want to shout out Latasha Brown, who right now, as we speak, is driving a bus, not herself, but she's in a bus, um, a Black Voters Matter bus, all throughout the South, kicking butt, taking names. She's on CNN in the morning, and she's registering voters and taking seniors to vote. And you know, the crazy racists are like, we don't like what you're doing. And she's like, nobody cares. <laughs> you gotta give it up, right? I mean, that's kind of amazing. Um, and the last person I'm gonna shout out is my homegirl, Ai-Jen Poo. Oh, yes. Who is also the director of the National Domestic Workers Alliance, but my friend for like 20 years, and she's super down and building the largest organization of women of color in the country. That's kind of amazing, and I get to work there. It's like my dream job with my homie. Can't get better than that. The dream. The The dream. dream. That's amazing. Um, I'm going to ask you the hardest question in the entire CYG universe. So, Stretch, we need a very good answer to this. Yeah, take a sip of wine. Take a sip of wine. All right. Okay. (laughs) Many people have come here and disappointed us. Okay, I I don't I just no don't undo don't undo all of the good works that you don't mess put it in. up. Okay. I'm what are what your what are your go-to snacks? <laughs> Got you. <laughs> all right. So I love a chip. Mm. Uh, Any kind of chip. I love a chip. Savory lady. I love a chip, mm-hmm. especially like a kettle chip. Yes. Any flavors in particular? You know what? I, I, I will go many ways, but I'm, I'm big on um, jalapeno. Mm. I will do a honey Dijon, but you know my favorite? Sweet Maui onion. Oh, wow. Mm. So I love a chip. Mm-hmm. I love nuts, especially a honey roasted peanut. Mm-hmm. Look at you. That's a classic. Classic Sometimes snack. With a chip. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wild. It's wild. And then I also really love um, a little sandwich snack, meaning a chip, a cheese, preferably spreadable, and a little salam, you know, a little salami. Oh, my God. Wow. And maybe a little slice of avocado if I'm feeling real bold. Mm. You're a snack artist. I am a snack aficionado. Mm. Oh, my God. Nobody has aced this question. Like, that's amazing. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I love a snack. I, you just made my day. I know. Uh, Let's be friends. I mean, uh, we're friends now. We talked yeah. about Drake. Um, oh, yeah. Before we let we before we let we before we let you go, I'm just so flustered by the snack answer. I can't even keep it together. Like multiple snacks. Multiple here. snacks and the snack stack. Like building. I know. I know. Engineering snacks. This is what we usually do after the show, but we're doing it in front of you right now. Yeah, <laughs> behind the scenes. Um, before we let you go. Where can all these people find your work? And if you want to like point them to a URL where your energy is right now, send them there. Yeah, okay. So Black Futures Lab is what I'm totally focused on. We're doing a black census right now, trying to talk to as many black people across the country as we can about what we experience in our communities, democracy, our workplaces, 
places of worship, but also asking the all-important question, what is it that you want to see for your future? And using that data to inform policy in cities and states. So 20,000 black people have taken the survey. It's the largest survey of black people done in 153 years. Wow. Right. <laughs> so... If you yourself want to take it, you can go to blackcensus.org. If you want to send it to somebody that you know that you want to take it, go to blackcensus.org. Share it with all your homies. And if you want to learn more about what we're up to, you can go to blackfutureslab.org, where we are doing a whole bunch of kick-butt work. Um, and I also want to say, just to plug it, please vote. I yes. can't take another four years of this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to go. I know we have the rest of the show. What else we talking about? I know. You want to just stay here for that? You could just stay here if you wanted to. We're we're almost done. True story. (laughs) Your choice. No pressure. Yeah, totally. If there's more wine, there's more wine. Yeah, you want to hang out? Let's kick it. Okay. Cute. But no pressure. Also, if you just want to like get your phone out or something, that's okay too. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm on this. (laughs) Notes app. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did I just make that awkward for you and you really want to leave? No. It's okay. Like, I would tell you. I'd be like, okay, yeah, good. that was cute, but I... <laughs> That's right. I was like, can I just pick your... No. Um, okay. So if you had a good time tonight and you have besties in Chicago, Minneapolis, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, or Brooklyn... Um, <laughs> Please text them right now and tell them that it didn't suck and they should come. Uh, So you can send them the URL, callyourgirlfriend.com slash chore. And we'll see you at the polls on November 6th. And we'll see you on the internet. Always we'll see you on the internet. Thank you.